I confess I had my first threesome a few weeks ago, and I realized I was born to be a unicorn. I think a lot of people are. Welcome to the Bedpost Confessions podcast. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin-based live storytelling series featuring smart, sexy stories. The highlight of each show is the participation of the audience members who have the chance to share their own secrets, wishes, and regrets in the form of anonymous confessions, which are then read aloud during the show. The performance you're about to hear was recorded on July 16, 2015. Holly Lorca rocks love, a station wagon, and the Constitution. Here is Holly. I was born on June 26th. 1969 in Buffalo, New York. The doctor pulled me out into the brightness and handed me to my mother saying, looks like you have the next linebacker for the Buffalo Bills here. (laughs) At nearly 10 pounds, I was more than a little big boned when I came out. And my dad likes to tease me about it. When I walk into a room now, he likes to say, looky, looky, Here comes Cookie, for Cookie Gilchrist, who played for the Bills in 1969. He thinks he's funny as shit. I grew up like any other kid who was either pretty gay or more likely trapped in the wrong body. I hid and played along, thinking I was at some point going to have to live with Laverne and Shirley and marry either Lenny or Squiggy. So no one would think anything was wrong with me. What happened instead was I met this guy named Dave when I was 20, and if I had to be with a man, at least I could be with one who had a lifted pickup truck to accommodate his height, and drove me out to the desert in it to shoot beer cans. So when he took me to Rosarito Beach, Mexico, and got on his knee on the beach to ask me to marry him while I was wearing a giant fringy straw hat. I didn't think twice about saying yes. He was so much cuter than either Lenny or Squiggy. (laughs) Of course I knew I was making a mistake, and not just with that hat. (laughs) I'd known since I was four who I was and what I wanted. I knew in high school when the girls' varsity basketball team had parties at Courtney's house. (laughs) Courtney's mom was openly gay, and when her mom was away at work, Courtney would sneak us all over to hang out. We'd always want to drink and lay around in her mom's bedroom, maybe because there was a poster of a giant, sweaty, half-naked female construction worker hanging above the bed. Maybe. (laughs) We'd all lay around in there, talking about our boyfriends, watching the bead of sweat that would never make it all the way down that poster's cleavage. (laughs) That's how it was back in the 80s. The only thing any of us knew about being gay was what the pet shop boys had to say. So apparently, it was all about dancing and moving to San Francisco. (laughs) What if you wanted to stay where you were and you didn't look so good on a goddamn parade float in a Speedo and feathers? (laughs) 
you had to try and settle into some sort of normal life. You were supposed to get married and hang zero sweaty construction worker posters over your bed. So I said yes to Dave, and my parents clasped their hands together under their chins and gasped with joy. I would be taken care of. I'd get a Costco membership. I'd learn to use a fucking crock pot. They, those, they would have grandchildren, and those kids would be fucking tall. I felt like all of my struggles with who I was would be over if I got married. It was an escape, a remedy, and I tried hard to believe it. All of our friends were young married couples who were succeeding at work and buying houses with incredible sound systems to blast Metallica and living the apparently perfect life. It was attractive to be a part of that. It was one big lidocaine shot that numbed the part of me that dreamed about kissing girls and secretly blasted the indigo girls on that fucking sound system while Dave was at work. Even our cat knew the lyrics to Galileo. <laughs> I was numbed into submission and stayed engaged for over a year until one night he kissed me while we were sitting near the Christmas tree and I became furious at him for not being a girl. <laughs> for this perfect life not being enough. I knew it was over right that second. Fuck, that Christmas tree was beautiful. And we had some nice ornaments and a cat together. But I couldn't marry him any more than I could listen to Metallica for another goddamn second. Adios, normal life. Off to Homoville, I sauntered. Now I am 46, I am deeply steeped in Homoville, and I'm engaged to be married once again. I'm lucky. The Pet Shop Boys and the Indigo Girls have morphed into Ellen, David Sedaris, and Neil Patrick Harris. And no one really gives a shit about gay people anymore, except in Texas and Alabama, where they lose their minds over the gays on a daily basis because they obviously have nothing better like poverty or guns or Walmart to worry about. I feel great about getting married this time because it's not about society and trying to fit in and be normal and make my parents happy. I got over my life being about anyone else's happiness the day wa I walked out of Dave's front door. This time it's for me. She is my person. She understands my fucked up sense of humor because it's the same as hers. She is smarter than me, but has the penmanship of a fifth grader because I don't know why. <laughs> she folds my underwear just the way I like it. Fuck off, yes, I like my underwear folded, assholes. <laughs> sure, she talks a lot, but she's also hot as fuck.
We've been through the deaths of parents, depression, addiction, unemployment, and we fight over some stupid shit. But never once have I thought, nah. We both love Justin Bieber and 90s country music. But we hate Mumford and Sons. So of course, I want to marry and build the rest of my life with her. When I asked her, she said yes. And now we are preparing by asking each other the hard questions like, what would we do if there was an accidental pregnancy? <laughs> and how much porn do you actually watch? And what kind should we watch together tonight? But there's another reason why I want to get married. Who knows about the Jaguar? All right. So the Jaguar is my strap-on. I've told several stories about it. I fucking dig the Jaguar, okay? But here's what happened. My fiancé told me a few months ago, almost two years into our relationship, Holly, the Jaguar sometimes hurts me. What? Yes, she said. The material it's made of pulls at the inside of me, and the metal ring that holds the dildo in place slams into my sensitive parts and doesn't feel good. I'm pretty powerful in bed. That was an ad lib. <laughs> Almost two years in, and she just now tells me she doesn't like my dick. Why didn't she tell me before? Because it's the Jaguar. I write stories about it. It's famous. It's nearly a part of me. How could she tell me that she didn't like this thing that's practically a part of me? Well, I value us a hell of a lot more than I value the Jaguar, because who else am I going to find in this stupid town that hates Mumford and Sons? <laughs> I certainly want her to be happy to have sex with me more than I need the Jaguar. So we started looking online at some dildos made of Vic skin, which is supposed to be nicer and softer on women's insides. Oh, God. Oh. Also, we looked at ones that had... Um, Balls. <laughs> to protect her from the metal ring, as I am so powerful. perfect one, but guess what? It didn't come in black. <laughs> Just Caucasian or chocolate brown, because the people that make these things understand nothing about me. <sighs> I chose the brown one because if it wasn't shiny and sleek and black, at least it looked a little hardier.
Like maybe it had worked outside a time or two. and wouldn't pull a muscle or get a blister the first time I used it. And when it arrived, it was this big, softish, brown dick with balls, because apparently I'll do anything for my lady. We were picking it up and playing around with it when I said, what should we name this thing? What's big and brown? We settled on the station wagon. Because we are ridiculous. So now, in middle age, I no longer drive a black Jaguar. I drive a brown station wagon. <laughs> yeah. No one gets hurt with the station wagon. One night, we had some sex scheduled because, yes, hot sex sometimes needs to be scheduled. And while we're on the subject, sometimes mediocre sex needs to be scheduled. Or sometimes rescheduled. Or sometimes you miss your appointment completely and accidentally pass out watching to Home and Garden TV. It's called life, people. As I was the first out of the shower, I did my best to get us ready. I didn't want to be presumptuous about my dick. I wanted it to be available, but not in her face. <laughs> so I put it in the master bathroom where I could easily grab it should the time come. And when that time came, she asked, where's the station wagon? To which I replied, it's in the bathroom on the toilet. <laughs> well, of course it is. The station wagon is sitting on the toilet, probably reading the newspaper. <laughs> While the Jaguar is vacationing along the French Riviera. <laughs> in a tiny swimsuit and expensive sunglasses. The station wagon is much more comfortable and has more of a dad bod than the handsome and shiny Jaguar. The Jaguar lives in a plastic Ziploc bag and a nice Kolhan shoebox. The station wagon, however, lives in a taco cabana bag, no shit. You can't keep Vickskin in plastic. It has to be in paper or else the material gets all weird and all I had was a fucking Taco Cabana bag, okay? God. So you know what? When that's what you're driving, it's time to get married.
June 26, 2015 was a Friday. I had the day off from work, so my lady took me out in the morning for coffee and breakfast tacos. We were sitting in the car eating when the first text message hit my phone. It said, happy birthday, Holly. Looks like SCOTUS gave you a nice present this year. On my 46th birthday, the country I live in decided that I'm not an abomination. And that even though I'm big boned and my life doesn't look like the majority of other Americans, thank God. <laughs> I deserve equal rights. Five beautiful people led by one 82-year-old badass woman that I would not want angry with me. Decided that I don't have to choose between Lenny or Squiggy or even Dave. I can marry my amazing lady, someone who is hot as fuck, who has a loud and incredibly foul mouth, and who also has one sweet vagina where I can park my station wagon now. Legally. So, suck my big brown dick, Greg Abbott and Ken Paxton. And everyone else hiding hatred and discrimination behind fucking churches and so-called Christianity. They can throw all their Bibles at me for the rest of time. What they don't understand is that's not what wins. What wins is love and the Constitution, you stupid motherfuckers. Holly is an Austin-based humorist, writer, and storyteller. Her story about fisting for a Whataburger will be featured on a new podcast curated by Dan Savage. She is currently writing a book titled Daydream Mercedes Handjob that she hopes she will be finished with before she is dead. There is nothing, apparently, Holly won't talk about. More at hollylorca.vpweb.com. Bedpost Confessions is produced by myself, Mia Martina of MiaOnTop.com, Sadie Smythe of SadieSmythe.com, and Julie Gillis of JulieGillis.com. Podcast audio production by Ian Danskin of Innuendo Studios. You can find links to all of our websites and more information about Bedpost Confessions at BedpostConfessions.com. Find Bedpost Confessions on Facebook, Twitter, and now Instagram. Until next time, we'll leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess, every time I hear the song Last Resort by Papa Roach, yeah, let's have a moment and think about that song. 
I think of losing my virginity in my first boyfriend's Star Trek sheets. Oh. All right. I confess, every time I see my boyfriend's parents, all I can think is, do they know I wax my lady bits? Do they know their son tra eats his girl right? And it was spelled parens, T-R, and parens, eats? That was good. <laughs> Treats his girl right and loves the taste of it? My guess is they might, and they, then they don't think about it, and then they have a gin and tonic. Because <laughs> that's, what, that's like, what I would do. Yeah.